0: I just want to drop a word in your spirit ever so swiftly. Galatians, the sixth chapter. Galatians, the sixth chapter, beginning at the seventh verse. I'm just going to read a few verses into your hearing today, and then we'll be out of the way. Galatians, the sixth chapter, beginning at the seventh verse. When you have it, could you say amen? Amen. And it reads like this. Be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption, but he that soweth the Spirit, of the Spirit, reap life everlasting. And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. As we have therefore the opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. I would pull the subject from the ninth verse if you would just join me back there for a moment. Just humor me today. It says that, and let us not be weary in well-doing. For in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Would you just look at a neighbor this morning and just repeat our subject text? Say, neighbor, endure it. Uh, Y'all ain't talking to nobody in here. I need a church. Look at somebody else and say, neighbor, endure it. Put your hands together. Give God praise just one more time. That's what we want to talk about today. We want to be reminded that we must endure it. My brothers and sisters, as I take into great respect the time of year that we find ourselves in, It's hard to believe that just after crossing the threshold of one of the hardest years for many, that we're now getting ready to go into a brand new season of revival and restoration. And I'm sure that many of us who have postured themselves on the side of optimism have already started to prepare and plan and mentally strategize for the great moves that we need to make in this next chapter. I'm sure that we've all already taken into account the prayerful strategies that we have to go about to execute to walk us further into our destinies. I can only imagine the vision boards that are already being drafted and the, the notes that may be stocked in your phone that would capsulate the expressions of the New Year's resolutions that we hope to accomplish and to see. While looking bright-eyed into the future of a brand new year that is very common in this season to do, I find that it's also the perfect time for a time of reflection. It's because that I've learned that in in the place of retrospective reflection that I'm able to introspectively analyze the strengths and weaknesses that produced or caused my barrenness in my strivings in this year already. In other words, as I look back over what I did or did not do in this year over the past 11 months, I'm better able to understand why I am where I am right now. Mm. And to be able to move forward into obtaining the plans and the dreams and the aspirations that I have set out for my future, I have to first be able to understand and correct the things that were hindering me in my past Mm, y'all come on now we all use social media some of you would even understand that in this season you're getting ready to see some people post on your timelines that it's getting ready to be a new year and so therefore uh, by the ticking of the top uh, uh, I must be able to step into what may be a new me just because time is progressing that I must progress with it But I want you to understand that the ticking seconds on the clock don't necessarily fix what's wrong with you. Y'all not talking back to me. Just because we're going into a new year doesn't mean that you don't have some things that you have to deal with before transitioning into the greater that God has for your life. Mm, completely neglecting the fact that your choices and that your faith mentality is what leads you to the new and greater you. Can I I just be myself for a second this morning? I just want to testify. Uh, In the beginning of this year, as I crossed over the threshold, as all of us that are alive and breathing did, I I found myself exiting uh, the DoorDash Discipleship Fellowship. Uh, and, uh, And when I found myself exiting there, I I heard the Lord speak to me in one way or another and say, son, your territory has increased a little bit more than I desired for it to be increased in this time. And so I found myself in prayer and supplication, sackcloth and ashes before the Lord, and and I began to pray where I should go to be able to find the restoration that I need in my life. Uh, I want you to know that I got on the computer and I started scrolling, and I saw that there was a place nearby called Planet, and I said that must not be of God. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, so I'm not going to no planet. I began to scroll a little further and I saw that there was a place named LA and I said, God is not the author of confusion. I live in New York, I ain't going there. The last place that I found as I was scrolling was a place called Blink and I said, that looks like the prophetic place for me because I understood that if I go there, perhaps if I just blink real good, Everything that was wrong with me would change and so I subscribed and the first day I got there I went over to the abdominal press machine and I sat down and I tried to fulfill the prophecy I sat down and I I grabbed on the back of the weights and I began to pull and I was blinking real hard And by the time I was done sweating and the salts peering out of my pores, there was no change I recognize that I was the same person that I was when I first sat down, and and I recognize that the reality of the matter is is that some of the things, the promises, and the plans that we wish to obtain don't get accomplished in a blink. Uh, the development of greater character doesn't get accomplished in a blink building long-lasting Relationships doesn't happen in a blink obtaining racial equality doesn't happen in a blink I don't hear anybody talking back to me in here and it's not that these goals are unattainable or unreachable They just required a made-up mind that says no matter what comes my way I'm willing to endure the process to obtain promise look at your neighbor and just say neighbor endure endure it 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 endurance as defined by merriam webster's means the ability to withstand hardship or adversity especially the ability to sustain a prolonged stressful effort or activity endurance allows you to keep pace in achieving desired goals without bending or breaking in the process endurance is more than just an ability but it is a mentality and it concerns me that some of the mentality of modern Christian Christianity is that because we have faith and favor that we don't have to fight our own tendencies to avoid going through process if we understood the true benefits of process and necessity of process we would choose to endure it mm. But what happens so often to those who find themselves in this modern Christian walk is that we think that we have this one day instant Christian miracle mentality that when the trials of life come our way, uh, we don't have what it takes to bear the pressures of the process that would have prepared us for every pain that we encounter. The truth is that you can't just walk into the gym the first day and try and deadlift 500 pounds to get an Instagram shot, to get your photo cred, to get the credentials that you want. But you have to understand that it's a good goal. It's achievable. But are you willing to endure the training sessions necessary for you to bear that kind of weight? The problem that I found even with my own self is that Process is more than the fact that it can feel long and drawn out, but somewhere in the middle of your process after working so hard and exerting so much effort and still not being where you think you ought to be at a particular place in time, you start to feel fatigued and you begin to question and you begin to wonder if your efforts are being done In vain you feel as though you're swinging a hammerhead into the side of a nail and no matter how hard you try to swing that hammer down The nail just doesn't seem to be going down You begin to question if you will ever come to the place where you see some benefit from all that you have to go through I just want to know is there anybody in here that may feel a little fatigued about doing your work We can just ask the children of Israel when they were in the process of heading to the promised land soon as they came out of Egyptian slavery after 430 years, they're they're given a promise that there's so much greater for them. There's a land that is flowing with milk and with honey, but there was a journey that was attached to all that they had to go through, and it, it was whether or not... They were willing to go on that journey. There was a work of faith that they had to execute in order to reach that place of promise. And shortly after leaving Egypt, if I read the story right, you will find out that these Egyptians, these, these Israelites, should I say, began to become fatigued. They began to become famished. They began to become frustrated, they began to allow the elements of what it took and what was necessary to be elevated to their place of promise that caused them to want to stop in the middle of their strivings. In other words, they were more focused on what was troubling them on their journey rather than the reward that they would obtain in the end. Is there anybody in here today that can be honest enough to admit that maybe I've been focused on what's been frustrating me more than what I would obtain if I keep in the middle of the process? Focus on what's happening on my job. Focus on the problems in my marriage. Focus on the problems in ministry. Your focus has been shifted onto your current problem and off of your Promise. I feel like preaching here today. I'm feeling all right, y'all. And so in our text today, we, we find what I would consider to be a, a proverbial antidote to those who feel that their strivings are being done in vain. Paul is writing to the churches in Galatia about the liberty that the believers have in Christ. And it became apparent that there were some Jews that were going around trying to put them back into the place of bondage according to the law. That their faith in Jesus Christ wouldn't necessarily bring about the righteousness, but that they had to do some works in order to obtain the desired result. And isn't that just like the enemy that when you're already on the right path of the promise, he would try to confuse you and make you feel as though everything that you're doing is to no avail. You're pressing forward and and voices and situations and circumstances start to arise that challenge your faith in God and the promises that he's made to you. You're doing the work of the Lord and your body becomes sick. You're doing the will of the Lord and your finances become compromised. You're walking in the way of the Lord and people have all manner of evil to say against you if we're not careful with what we allow to be magnified in our mentalities it is quite possible that we will abort the very things that God told us we would have look at your neighbor and just remind them of the subject again say neighbor endure it Endured, endured. And so here we are. I only got a few more minutes. Paul reminds the churches about a kingdom principle in verse number six. He says, be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. I know that this is usually taught during an offering, but the principal umbrellas to many other areas of our lives. The Bible says in Genesis eight twenty two that as long as the earth remains, that there will always be seed time and harvest. You cannot sow and not expect to reap. You cannot work and not expect to get an award. You cannot understand that, that, that there is something that is going to hinder you when you obey the law of the kingdom. What I've had to come to understand in my very young Christian life is that sowing is a process it takes hard work to sow I know that we've made advances in agriculture nowadays and we have machinery but when the bible was written and this reference was being made you have to imagine that they were going out into the fields in the heat of the day placing down seeds and it took a lot of time to place seeds it was a meticulous task there had to be strategy when you were sowing seeds into the ground sowing seeds of effort and time isn't always convenient but it's done with the understanding that it's necessary to receive the desired results So many of us would rather avoid the process of sowing time and gym sessions that would build our faith because we understand that it would both require sacrifice and pain to get the results that we desire. In other words, you got to be able and be willing to go through some things to get some things. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, no pain, no gain. I was talking to the young adults not too long ago, and I I was talking to them about... The necessity for process, and and I know I have some young adults in here today, and and, you know, sometimes when you're playing video games and you begin to get a little frustrated sometimes, you, you go online and you're trying to find yourself a cheat code a cheat code that would enable you to get to the next level, a cheat code that would allow you to advance illegally. But what I want you to understand and what I shared with them is that what ends up happening is because you did not go through the, the toiling of trying to get to the next level you're at, you won't appreciate it when you get there. And what happens when you don't appreciate where you get, uh, what's gonna end up happening is that you will spoil the very thing that you obtained because you did not have the appreciation because you did not go through the labor and. Do what it took to get what you have. Look at your neighbor and say, endure it. <laughs> I'm getting ready to close. I only got a few more minutes. Paul said, and let us not be weary in well-doing. For in due season, that means after a while. That means after you put your time in. That means after the work has been done. In due season, we shall reap. If we faint not What he's trying to deal with is a very realistic Human fact that it is possible That you can be going through weariness And well doing at the very same time And I don't know if there's anybody in Here today that can be honest enough to admit That I've been doing everything that I'm Supposed to be doing, I've been working for the Kingdom, I've been moving and making strides I've been walking by faith, I've been speaking Those things that I need to speak As God has declared it over my life And, And it just seems that I'm getting a little Fatigued, how Is it possible, preacher, that somebody who's working so hard and doing the right thing could get so tired of doing it? Another lesson I had to learn while walking this Christian walk is that uh, sometimes or most times when walking and doing the right thing It doesn't always alleviate you from the agitation and the aggravation and the opposition of your enemies. As a matter of fact, the fact sometimes is that when you're doing the right thing, it it actually attracts opposition to you. Y'all not talking back to me. Even Jesus, when he was in the garden, had to lay down and he found himself weary and said, Lord God, if this be possible, would you just let this cup Pass from me. I'm weary in my flesh. I know that I'm doing the will. I know I'm doing what I saw, but, but I'm starting to get a little fatigued at the thought that I may never. So he has to cry out in his weariness. God, if it be possible, would you let this cup pass from me? Paul's trying to encourage the people to replace mentality that allows fatigue and frustration in their well-doing with the mentality that endures the process to the place of promise. He's trying to encourage them and remind them that their faith is what's going to translate them and if they stay diligent in what they believe that they will arrive at the place that God has ascribed for them to arrive. (laughs) Be not weary in well-doing for you will receive the harvest of blessings if you faint not. Uh, Pastor West was preaching this morning and she was talking about the story of Job and I didn't know whether or not I I get that. But Job was was a man who was doing everything that was right. As the Bible declares that he was the most righteous man in all of these. It's funny that while you're worshiping and as you're serving and as you're leading a family to where God would want you to be that the enemy would try and step in and hinder you from going forward. And so Pastor West was telling us that, 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 that Satan went and inquired to God and said, you know, uh, if you do this, that, and the third, I'm telling you, he's going to get weak and weary. He's going to get fatigued and frustrated. He's going to forget who you are, and he will curse you and die. But you have to know who God is for yourself. You have to be confident enough to know the God that is always on your side. You have to be confident enough to know that if God gives you a promise, that his promises are true. You have to be confident enough to look back over the testimony of your life and understand that if God did it, then he can do it now. His promises will never fail you. They have to manifest because God uh, cannot lie. I'm getting out of here now. It's time for me to close, but just look at your neighbor and say, Neighbor, endure it. I had to find out that something in my mind uh, had to make a choice uh, that said, uh, I'm going to endure it. Something in my mind uh, had to make a decision. Uh, that the pain that I feel and the frustration that I encounter all along my journey cannot and will not disrupt my faith in the promise and so preach I wonder how, how should I endure during the time of my test And how do I endure during the time of my trial how is it that I keep doing well when everything around me makes me want to quit when weariness is all around me preacher can you tell me uh, how do I keep moving forward when life causes me to frown how do I lift up my head I can hear David saying I had fainted and lest I believed I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living I feel like preaching perfecting look at somebody and say neighbor just believe you gotta believe that God cannot lie You gotta believe that at the promise, uh, it's already established. Uh, You have to believe that every declaration over your life uh, shall come to pass. Uh, Therefore, brethren, be steadfast, uh, unmovable, uh, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Uh, for as much as you know uh, that your labor is not in vain uh, in the Lord. Uh, look at your neighbor, say neighbor, endure it. Uh, you got to endure it uh, and you got to go through. Uh, I wonder if I could take just a few minutes uh, and talk about my Jesus. Uh, he was divinity stepping down into humanity. He stepped. into the confines of time he was born of a virgin and he was raised to be despised and rejected he was raised up to be used and abused but all for the joy that was set before him I remember the Bible says he endured the cross and he despised the shame for the redemption of man look at your neighbor as I close and go to my seat and say neighbor you got of endure it. Uh, look at your neighbor uh, and say, neighbor, uh, hold on. When people despitefully use you, uh, you gotta hold on. Uh, when it times, when it looks like time has expired, uh, you gotta hold on. Uh, when you feel in your spirit uh, that you're getting fatigued uh, and it looks like you want to quit uh, and it looks like all the odds are stacked against you, I dare you look at your neighbor and encourage them this morning uh, and tell them, neighbor, You can endure it. Why do I know that I'm able to endure it? Because greater, greater is he that's down on the inside of me. That he that's in the world, look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I want you to endure it. You got to go through the testing. You got to go through the trial. You have to endure the pain. You have to endure the rough seasons with the mentality in the back of your mind that God's promise is already mine God's promise is already established God's promise is already in my hand and if I just keep walking and if I just keep moving and if I just keep striving I will come to the manifestation I will reach my destiny I will be in the place of my goals I can't allow opinions of other people to slow down my path. I can't allow the opinions of people that don't even really know my true purpose to stop me from going after what God said. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor you got to endure it uh, because the Bible says uh, that if we endure it uh, if we endure it uh, then we shall reap we shall reap uh, a harvest of blessings if we faint not uh, I would that you would just look about three people down your row uh, and say neighbor don't faint now you're closer than you think Uh, you've been through 11 months uh, and it's only four more weeks to go uh, but I wish you were at somebody again and say, neighbor, faint not, don't get tired, when you're weak, he's made strong, in the middle of your battles, in the middle of your frustration, in the middle of your confusion, there's a power down inside of you that won't let you quit, that will remind you, in the middle of your trial, that God's still able Somebody say, Yeah, I'm not allowing, I'm not allowing the pain of my past to cause me to stumble uh, and miss out everything that God has for me. I'm not allowing, uh, I'm not allowing my own self sabotaging uh, to allow me to miss everything that God showed me. I wonder if there's anybody in here that knows that God, uh, God still holds uh, your life in his hand. Uh, There's nothing that you can do There's nothing that anybody else can say that can stop what God's getting ready to do. I remember I heard the man of God just last week. uh, He said that we're preparing uh, for a change. We're preparing uh, for a shift. uh, And I just have to stand uh, in the place of my faith, uh, in the place of my confidence, in the place of my expectation. And I have to believe that just in a moment, God's getting ready. every single striving that I made God's going to give me back God's going to give me back even even more than I put out even more than I put out even more than I put out I told you last time that I was with you that Except a corn of wheat falls to the ground and dies. That means that there's a process that's necessary. That means that there's a process that's necessary. Except a corn of wheat fall to the ground and die, it yields no harvest. We have to be willing to go through the pain. We have to be willing to go through the process that God has ascribed for our lives. Understanding that he doesn't mean it to kill you. He just wants to show you his power. He just wants to show you the miracles, the signs and the wonders that follow if we believe him. We have to be willing to endure it. Lord was really dealing with me that it's easy to get tired. It's so easy to get tired. It's easier to quit than to keep your hand down on the plow. But don't quit now, son. Don't quit now, daughter. Don't quit. Don't quit. Don't quit. Don't quit. Don't allow your faith to escape you. God's going to do everything. Somebody say everything, everything that he said he was going to do. You just stay right where you are. Because the show's about to begin. I just believe that the show is about to begin. You're, you're getting ready to see everything that God promised you. Everybody's standing. Everybody's standing. Jesus was praying for one of his disciples. And he told him, he said, Satan desires to sift you as wheat. He, he he's, he's inquired of you. And he desires to sift you as wheat. But the good part and the part that I love about what Jesus did is he said, but but, but I prayed for you. And, and I didn't just pray that you were this, that, or the third, but, but I prayed that your faith would not fail you. I prayed that what you believe what I've taught you what I've instructed you what I've what I put down inside of you the investment the word the experiences that I put in you would be enough for you to carry on I pray that your faith wouldn't fail you <laughs> we go to a church that's called perfecting faith that we should hold on to the Word of God that doesn't mean that the process stops when you just get one wind of faith but our faith is constantly being perfected and in order for our faith to get stronger and stronger we have to endure some things in our lives but at the end of it we know that God has already come through for us so today I I just have to give you that reminder and that encouragement that the Lord had to give to me stay right where you are stay right where you are endure it Endure hardness like a good soldier. Endure hardness like a good soldier. I want to make an appeal to those today that may not know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior. What allowed, what what Paul was trying to communicate was that your faith is what's going to take you out of that mentality of weariness. Your faith is going to be what takes you out of that mentality of weariness. And so we first have to have faith. We first have to have a connection with God. The Bible says that without faith, it's impossible to please God. Maybe today after hearing this message, you may find yourself in the middle of trials and you just, you just don't understand what is going on in your life. And you feel like you're getting ready to quit. You're getting ready to, to throw in the towel. But we have an opportunity right now, today, in this moment, in this place... For you to connect yourself to the promises of God, to know him as your personal savior so that you can have the faith in his promises and what he's doing in your life. So if there's anybody under the sound of my voice today that that doesn't know the Lord is their personal savior and that says, Brother Brett, I've been going through and I I just need the strength of God to help me endure. There are things going on in my family. There are things going on in my finances. There are things going on at school. And I'm, I'm just about to throw in the towel. Can you teach me who this Jesus is? Who can give me the strength to persevere, to press past my trials? I want to talk to those believers today, to those that want to come back into the family of faith. If you don't know the Lord as your personal Savior, with every head bowed, every eye closed... Would you just gently lift that hand? There is no shame at all in admitting that you're weary because every single one of us at one point in our life have become weary of doing the right thing. Every single one of us under the sound of my voice at one point or another have become weary of doing the right thing. We have the opportunity to get it right with the Lord today. If you raise your hand, come on, can we put our hands together for those that have raised their hand? Would you just would you just come down to this altar? We wanna pray with you, We, we wanna pray with you so quickly. Would you just come down to this altar? We have ministers that are ready to meet you right where you are, right where you are, right where you are. We know what it's like to be weary. Even the servants of the house know what it's like to be weary. We wanna meet you right where you are. Hallelujah to God. If there are none that are in the house this morning, can we just co-join our faith with those of Come on, can we clap for this one here that's coming? Hallelujah to God. It's never too late. It's never too late. Is there another? Is there another today that says, Brother Brett, I just need some prayer I've been going through. There are things that I don't understand. I only have four more weeks in this year. I just need somebody to pray with me. If that's you, you can make your way down to this altar today. If there are none other, as this one is being led back to the foot of the throne, can we lead those that are watching by digital live stream today back to the foot of the throne? Can everybody just repeat after me and just say, Jesus, I love you and I recognize that I'm nothing without you. Your strength is what's made perfect in my weakness and I need you in my life, Lord save me, Lord, deliver me. I renounce my sin and I confess with my mouth and I believe with my heart that you are the Lord and that you've been risen for the dead for my sins in the name of Jesus Christ. So Father, we thank you for every single one of these that have made the profession of faith, Lord. I pray today, Father, that as they're going through, Lord God, and they're running, they're running, they're running back into your presence, back into your loving embrace. Father, that you would meet them right where they're calling you, Lord. You said that if we draw near to you, you would draw near to us. So Father, I thank you for meeting these, your people, right in the place of their brokenness. We understand that you're able to heal, to mend, to restore, and to revive. Father, I thank you that you're doing it even now in the name of Jesus Christ and that they are saved Lord God they will be filled with the Holy Ghost they will be baptized even in your name in the mighty name of Jesus Christ and to this all the people of God would declare amen and amen come on perfecting faith would you put your hands together today hallelujah I pray that you were blessed by that word and that you received the fact and the encouragement that you just need to endure it God bless you